When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your weekly fan team video uh, from Fantasy Football Scout. I'm joined by Josh. As always, we are second chance uh, teams are in. And it's now the second chance to enter a second chance team. It's all getting a bit confusing, isn't it, Josh? How long have you been working on that line for? I absolutely love it. It's absolutely great. Yeah. Do you know, second I didn't be working. I was, I, I genuinely, when I was putting the um, the screens together, I was getting confused between second chance and late registration and all that. So, uh, yeah, it's late registration for the second chance 100k game. It's still free to play if you haven't entered a team uh, already. And yeah, if you have, if you haven't done one, you get is it ninety five percent of the average points, right? Yeah. Exactly, mate. It's exactly that. Yeah, it's seven ninety five percent, I think, which is yeah. almost the average. Obviously, it's very close. Um, it was a high scoring week, which means that in theory everyone should have done okay, and maybe some of the top scores will bring up the average as well. But as we know, in any given week, people can have a shocker as well. So I think the average stays largely the same, to be honest. Yeah, do you, we've done what the average. Do we know what the average was this week? Um, It'll say in brackets. I'll find it while you're while you're just introducing. You find it. I'll, I'll carry on introducing. Yeah. Um, so just to say as always, this is a fan team video. It's not a kind of official um, FPL one. So if you're if you're looking for that kind of content, then check out some of the other videos um, on Fantasy Football Scout. Uh, fan team is a gambling website. Um, although the uh, the second chance game is is free to play, which there's other games within Fan Team um, you have to pay for. So if you are going to play any of those, make sure you gamble responsibly and check out gambleaware.co.uk. And of course. Is all for 18 plus uh, people only. Have you found the average score? Yeah, late reg teams start on 65 points. There you go. 65 points. Okay, that's great. That's better than all of my teams that I've got <laughs> that I've got entered. So fantastic. That shows how good a start I've had uh, to this. 65 points, really? That's so yeah, high. I mean, some people got like a hundred and something this week. So yeah, that's that's the only reason. There was obviously the Bruno captains were the winners, weren't they? So they pulled up the rest of the the scores, I think. That is... Oh, Lynn's in the chat saying she thinks it's a bit low. Well, good for you, Lynn. I'm glad that you probably outscored it. I, I didn't. Uh, here's the graphic on the screen of the second chance game. £100,000 prize pool, £20,000 first place prize. 
free entry, still free entry. If you haven't um, registered yet, all you've got to do is have your account verified. You haven't got to deposit any money. Um, so yeah, check that out before the deadline tomorrow. It's, it is the last chance for the last chance of the second chance tomorrow, right? Absolutely, you've nailed it, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, oh, let's take a look at my team then. Uh, this was my best performing team, uh, 8.8k. I think it's a good team. I was pretty disappointed. Saren goal, Trent Laporte, Regulon, uh, Michaelenko, <laughs> losing to Norwich, brilliant. Uh, I had Salah in this one and Chamberlain came in, so that wasn't too bad. Uh, Madison, Jota, Bowen, Dennis and Ronaldo captain. Perfectly solid team, didn't even hit the average. I mean, everyone's going to have, there's going to be a lot of people with the Ronaldo captaincy thing. I think it's it's just one of those, like, this is what can happen in fantasy football sometimes, where Bruno against Ronaldo is a perfectly reasonable, like, mm. flip, like a decision. And it can just go as brutally, like, towards one side as it possibly can. So I think Bruno got four attacking returns, right? Which is, you know very very good for him but Ronaldo unfortunately missed the first game so I had Ronaldo captain on virtually every team as well yeah. mate so not, not on the one that's doing the best ironically but I, I think on all the rest of my teams I had Ronaldo captain so um, it's a really solid team like you've covered five nice defences there obviously Tottenham looked a bit ropey yesterday but I think that was a good decision at the time um, Everton had the fixtures and were nice and cheap so again I had Michael Keane on FPL, so I think it's, that's even worse. He scored the own goal, so I think at and least then, yeah. at least at least Salah will will catch people out because people will have gone, you know, on that double game. We've not really thought about him, and hopefully that can be, you know, because this this actually wasn't the team that I kind of had the most faith in. The team that I liked the best did the worst, <laughs> fifty seven points. Um, yeah, really really poor, but they were all quite similar. I kind of kept them all quite similar and just did a, a couple of little tweaks. Rather than having like, I've got four teams. Rather than having four like completely different teams, um, yeah, just want to just want to. As you know, that's what I like to do. I like to just yeah. make one or two changes between each of my teams. So I think I think it makes perfect sense. I'm on board, yeah. um, and I think it's going to be an interesting spot when building like a team for anyone who's late regging this week because I think you probably have to go with Salah in that spot, don't you? Mm. Now, like because he's back next week, so it's like you maybe take Salah. No, you'll get Jota as the safety net if you don't pick Jota as well and then yeah I think I think that's probably the way to go with the late regs now yep absolutely uh, let's take a look at your team uh, your team your best performing team is I looked at it and I was like what is going on here triple United defence Taya Tellers and Varane uh, triple City defence Stones Laporte and Cancelo uh, Ward Prowse your best mate Jota Bowen Rafina uh, and Kane up front and your captain was De Gea. Where is this? Where, what what position did this finish? It's in like the top 1.5k or something. It's like 1.2k, mm. I think. But to be honest, it's only the points that matter after week one, isn't it? The rank's not really relevant. I think he got like 89 or 89 mm. points or something, which is like, it's crazy good. Obviously, my boy James Ward-Prowse right there with his goal again, like absolutely. He is just, just typical, so good at those free kicks, isn't he? It's absolutely ridiculous. That's the best free kick of the season for sure. I like yeah. this season. I absolutely loved it. I couldn't believe how good it was. But I think the major mistake here is the two United defenders. Like De Gea is fine as a pick because he's making saves for fun. I think he's like absolutely fine, to be honest, at his price. Um, I shouldn't have picked. It, it was Maguire and Varane I picked. And obviously Maguire got subbed out because he didn't start either game. Um, 
So, yeah, I'd, I wish I hadn't picked the triple United defence, but I'm really happy with the triple City defence. I think the midfield's great, and I love Kane at the moment. He looks back to his best. So, I think it's just them two United defenders I need to gradually move out, I think. Mm-hmm. Kane was interesting because it was he had four shots in the first 20 minutes, uh, which we haven't seen him do all season. I mean, Leicester were very, very willing to give him space and let him almost give him a free roll, which was strange. Um, you know, he had, he had so many chances in that game, and... Leicester, I know they lost, they conceded two goals in the, in the final few minutes, but I don't really think they can have much complaint because Spurs bossed that game and, and deserved to win. It's just the manner in which they did it, which was the kind of surprising thing. But yeah, you're, you're confident with Kane going forward then? Yeah, there's a, I think for that reason, you just sort of hinted on it. I think there's a lot of teams similar to Leicester who just won't be able to stop it. Like they won't, like Newcastle, for example, I wouldn't be able to see them stopping Kane, you know what I mean? And there's enough of these teams in the league that just aren't that good that Kane yeah. will just have a lot of shots against it, especially if he continues like a bit of confidence like he had last night where he's just shooting on sight again, which I really, really liked. Um, yeah, I obviously picked him with the intention that he might have a double this week, which was still open at the deadline but yeah I, th- I still think he's he's a nice pick going forward I don't love the Chelsea fixture next week but they haven't looked great defensively have they so can, can you he... believe this can you believe that Spurs are eight points behind Chelsea but they have four games in hand yeah so I, I, I actually nipped at the table the other day and I saw Arsenal were eight points behind with two games in hand or something it might be nine for Arsenal now I think they're nine, but, they're nine yeah nine. but it was but now they've got three games in hand I three. think that's what I'm saying like so it's like Chelsea are in absolute free fall and I, I if I was a betting man and I found some really good odds I think I would put a bet on Chelsea to not finish in the top four if, if I got really good odds for sorry, it. Sorry, sorry. If if you're a betting man, <laughs> I, I don't do sports betting though. I don't. Do, I only do fantasy. I don't do sports betting. But um, okay. like, if there was really good odds for it, I, I I just sneaky fancy Chelsea to not finish in the top four because all these teams have got lots of games in hand. West Ham look absolutely terrific. I mean, not at the weekend defensively, but they've looked great in general all season. I think there's enough teams that can that can catch Chelsea. Um, well, you, I mean, United are, are nine points behind with two with two games in hand. I mean, you know, if that comes down to three points, just with those, and, and Chelsea don't look like they can win a game at the moment. There's there's every chance Chelsea could could be sixth in you know once all these all these games are, are you know caught up and, and played because there's something not right with them at all. Well, they look well, so Chelsea, poor. yeah. Chelsea really need a result this weekend because they then don't play for two game weeks, as we know. Yeah. So by the time they come back from the Club World Cup, they could be behind a lot of these teams if if they've played three times in that time while Chelsea haven't played. So it's a really big game for Chelsea this weekend to beat Tottenham. Um, the one thing I will say is Chelsea have had the absolute beating of Tottenham in like the last five, six times mm-hmm. they've played them. They've absolutely demolished them. So hopefully they'll go into it with confidence, but they do need to win this weekend, definitely. Well, you say hopefully. I don't think I'm not... I don't want them to finish in the top four. I, no, I, I don't either. But I mean, like for their, <laughs> from their perspective, yeah, I meant sorry. It'd be great if it was City, Liverpool, I don't know, Arsenal and West Ham. That would be the, the the good four, I think, because everyone had pretty much written off West Ham and Arsenal. Well, okay, not maybe not written off West Ham, but still, if West Ham got into the top four, it'd be a hell of a achievement. And I wrote off Arsenal early on, and you know, it'd be, the fact that they're not that far off is is pretty impressive, really. Yeah, there's plenty of teams who can get in the mix. I'm hoping it's again an amazing top four race, like at the mm-hmm. end of this season. I think, and I think it will be. That all put all signs point that it will be for everyone below the top two. I think. Yep. So yeah, absolutely. Um, we 
Cosmo for stuff to talk about today. We've got the monster games uh, that we will touch on. We are, I, got, I got a bit overexcited. I saw they were in the in the lobby. The monster games back, um, but then I realised it says coming soon. So we can't actually pick our monster team squads. But it's cool to have that back, isn't it? Because they've obviously not been doing those because of all the postponements and having to kind of cancel the tournament as they go. But it looks like that's going to be back, and that's something I I like doing each week. Yeah, hopefully it's good signs towards the fact that you know we might have less postponements in the next few weeks. You never know, obviously, but and they don't know, obviously, but the fact that they're confident enough to put them in means, mm. you know, that they're confident that like we'll get at least 80% of the games get through or whatever. So, yeah, I'm I'm really hopeful and I hope the Premier League change these rules. Um you know for for the they, minimum they number of players, it's ridiculous. They will, yeah. I mean, if I don't know if you saw Black Box last night. Mark did quite a lot of research into... Oh, you don't watch it, do you? As you said to Jenny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember now. Uh, yeah, Mark had some really good tables about, you know, the teams. It basically lists all their injuries, all the COVID cases, all the players at Ravcon and gives the total. And, and Burnley are obviously the, the most affected by COVID. And they've got five cases. Uh, the next biggest, I think, is Southampton with two. So although Burnley having the game is postponed and people are kind of a bit annoyed about it, they're actually the one team that is sort of has the reasons to do it. Whereas most of the other teams would just, you know, also have like one COVID case and the rest is injuries and, and AFCON and, and they're the ones that get in the games postponed. So they've got to act on it. They can't, they, I just don't know what they do. Like the Premier League, how, how can they not? They, they can't, there isn't time to schedule all these, all these games in. It's, um, it's getting ridiculous. No, it, it should be like minimum four COVID cases now. I think that should yeah. be like, that. that's the threshold they should have made though, not a minimum number of players. That doesn't make any sense. We've never called off games previously when teams have been down to 11 players or 12 players. Like, And it's obviously happened with injuries and stuff before. Um, I remember like Lasagna Gate for Tottenham, was it? When they yep. like their whole team was ill or something. Food poisoning. Like, they, they had to run a team out. Like They just played a team like it was normal. I think four COVID cases would be a reasonable line. And then, like, if, if people have got more than that, it probably is unlucky and they probably deserve to have, like, it, a game it, called off for a week or something. It, it, but... it just has such a knock-on effect. Like, like um, Arsenal won't call academy players up for the for the cup games because then they class as senior players and then they won't... And then, you know, it, it's just... It's, it's, it's mind-boggling, really, how... I, I mean, I assume the Premier League didn't intend for this to happen when they've set up the rules, but they've just been left open to kind of interpretation and, and teams to do it, so... That's kind of what's um, what's going on. Um, before we talk about uh, our main teams, although I don't have had a terrible week in that as well, uh, just, <laughs> just try to forget them. Uh, let's talk a bit about what we were talking about before this stream, which is the uh, what basically what fans are going to do when if there's double game week this week. So, yeah, I was just going to say the, the the Premier League. Mark has basically said that he doesn't think there's any chance. Well, he says there's zero percent chance that in FPL they would add a double game week in once a game has game week has started. So it would have to form part of the next game week if we don't get news before Friday deadline. But fan team's different, right? Yeah, exactly. So let's use Mark's 0% um, amount as the baseline for FPL. So th there's no chance in FPL. I would say there's a very strong chance, somewhere towards 70% at the moment, that if a game week got added into the FA Cup round four weekend, which is the one we're talking about, which falls in between game week 23 and 24, that the deadline would remain where it is for both week 23 and 24. Therefore, that those games would actually drop into week 23. Um, so, like, there's way more than a 0% chance of that happening on fan team mm. is what I'm saying. Whereas for FPL, 
there's as you've said, Mark says there's a zero percent. So it's it's a completely different um factor to consider on on fan team. Like, do you captain someone who might have two games in week twenty three? Because we don't know the fixtures yet, but we've got some idea of like some of the teams who've got extra games to play and what can fall into that FA Cup weekend. So I think like it and especially with Salah not around, it's a good week to punt the captaincy anyway, I think. So mm. as far as like picking a, a Rafinha who we know might, like there's talk Leeds Villa might go into that re- round four weekend, for example. Yep. Uh, Watkins, these are all reasonable um, punt captains this week, I think, who've got good single game week fixtures, who could also have an extra fixture on top for the the maximum sort of bonus you can have on a, on a captaincy. Absolutely. Yep. So the two most likely teams to have a double this week are, are Villa and, and Burnley, according to kind of the, the metrics that various people in the community are, are putting together. Um, and then, like you said, it's Watford and, and Leeds um, as well. So I am going to definitely captain a, a one of these, one, a player from one of these teams this week because I look at the captaincy anyway, and I and I'm looking at players like Ronaldo, not really feeding it Fernandez. I think De Bruyne is probably the standout player if I had him, but I haven't got him on any teams and. I think, you know, going for someone like Watkins or Dean or Rafina, like we've talked about, I think probably is the best way to to play it. I think there's there's definitely more onus to do it to captain one of these players in fan team than there is on FPL. Yeah, definitely. And like we're not gonna captain a Burnley player, so we can throw that in the bin. That's not gonna happen. Like we we probably won't even own one. So like that's not really an option, I don't think. I think Pope would be the one if you went for absolutely anything, but I'm not feeling that to be honest. Um, the Watford strikers now people have obviously got a lot of those like people are going to have that already like King or Dennis so I think they're very reasonable options with a single game week of Norwich and then a potential double game week I think they'd be playing Burnley mm. so Norwich and Burnley as a double a potential double that's obviously great it's just like do you trust Watford that's that's a question but at least they've got the Norwich fixture which is probably the best one in the league at the moment isn't it so it's it's a nice single game week anyway Although big win against Everton, of course, as I bring uh, Michaelenko into most of my most of my teams because I thought Everton had a good run. Oh, I'm, gl- I'm glad Benitez is gone though. At least F- Ferguson will sort them out. That they'll have some a lot more hunger and fight, I think, and desire at least for the next few weeks. They'll want to impress both the interim manager and if anyone else comes in between now and sort of the end of the year, even. So yeah, I think. Um, I think at least you'll you'll see the players trying a bit harder, and they've got some quality in the team. Obviously, DCL and Richarlison are really really good forwards, so you've got to hope they improve. Us and with these new fullbacks as well, as you talked about, they'll probably get given a chance now, aren't they? So, yeah, I think they they could be a much improved team. I think. I mean, it'd be interesting to know what happens with with Michael Enko, for example, because Dean is is an attacking fullback that was asked to play quite defensively, whereas from what I understand, Michael Enko is a is a more defensive. Fullback. So, are they going to start getting him to try and play up the pitch? It's almost like they want they need Dean back now if they're going to go back to swashbuckling, you know, fullbacks down the pitch. Crazy sale uh, with him. Um... Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Right, let's talk about... Because we're going to build a, um, a, a second chance, second chance 
second chance team in a second. Uh, before we do that, let's just look at our kind of main teams that we do each week, just so people know how we're doing. Let's not spend too long on it. Um, I bought in Fernandez, but got a rank drop. I went from 850 to 1147 on my best team. Uh, Ramsdale, Trent, Rudiger, Lamptey, Foden, Jota, Fernandez, Bowen, Antonio, Dennis, uh, Ronaldo, Bench, Cancelo, didn't I? Oh, a lot of people fell for that, mate. It's... Um... I think I think I was I was tempted to do it until Son got injured. Once Son was injured, I got I, got, I had the chance to play Cancelo and bench Son basically. But yeah. I was going to do exactly the same, so I got really lucky with that. Um, you I, wouldn't have played him over any of these, would you? So no, if you look at the team, like, I mean. yeah, you can't you can't help it. You pick the right team. It's just Cancelo did what Cancelo does almost every week and just got the huge score that he wasn't he wasn't even likely to get, or a lot of us didn't fancy him to get. So. He's just an unbelievable player, isn't he? I did it on every team. Every team I bet every team I bought Fernandez in, every team I, I benched Cancelo pretty much. Um but I I didn't even spread the risk of captaincy. I just went Ronaldo on, on pretty much everything. So yeah, it wasn't uh wasn't a great week. Here Motley Barlett says thought I was gonna sing Abba then, and so did I. <laughs> like, take a chance, take a chance. But no, second chance. They should do that. That's there you go. That's a bit of um free promo for, for fan team. They should they should have got Abba to sing the sing. Who needs Big Sam? Just get just get Abba. We'll Abba out. <laughs> They'll be available. They'll be up for it. I'm sure. Like I, I bet they come cheap as well, don't they, Abba? Yeah. So I'm sure it'll be absolutely fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're oh, uh, you're 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 uh, you're rivaling Pig now, aren't you? In the musical front, it's all your little uh, <laughs> your song. <laughs> it didn't work though, did it? He was rubbish. It was no, absolutely he was absolutely rubbish. I think you probably but, heard um, that and just went, oh god, no, I'm not even going to bother trying now. <laughs> yeah, it, it probably put him off to be honest. And then to top it off, like I think we sort of knew he was only going to get 60, 70 minutes, didn't we? Like with the injury, like nursing the injury. So I was just annoyed that it was Maguire who came on for him. It just didn't feel right. It no. felt like you were taking off like Ronaldo, like one of the world's greatest ever players, and bringing on a defender who can't defend anymore. So yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it was frustrating. But because I did the same as you, I captained Ronaldo on every single team. So yeah. it, it it wasn't ideal for us. But um, no, let's, well, let's take a look at your team. I mean, you had De Gea in goal, uh, Maguire, Trent, Cancelo, Regulon, Jota, Bowen, Cucurella, Kane, Tony, and Ronaldo. But you're up to two eight six. Yeah, I think it's it's slightly dropped from last week. I think it was two fifty last week, so I was doing even better, like just about. But um, I take it because there's no Fernandez in this team, so to have only dropped a bit without Fernandez, mm. I think the other the other players have really stepped up. Um, Annoyingly, it was Maguire who blocked me from getting Fernandez because I've already got triple United. So, like, I could have done Son to Fernandez if I didn't have silly Harry Maguire. But um, I ended up rolling the transfer. So, I've got two for next week, which is obviously good. Um, hopefully, gives me like a bit more chance to punt some of these 23 potential doublers. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was happy with this team for the double game week. I think all the single okay. game week players had good fixtures and then all the doublers had doubles. So, um, yeah. Reggion was a bit disappointing. Obviously, mm. I don't think I could do anything with the Tottenham players, even though it was likely they might only have one game. I think Kane still did more than enough anyway, and then Reggion just didn't do very well. But that's that's fine, I think. Absolutely. Uh, right, let's take a look. So, as I've kept saying, you, you know, you can enter your your late reg um, team for this. You've put together a couple of drafts for us. So let's take a look at those. Uh, this oh, our cameras have gone. Hang on, I can fix that. I can fix that. Don't worry. Can I fix that live? Maybe. 
<laughs> Some fun, huh? <laughs> <laughs> There's always something. It's like it's it's all right though, I'm sure. Oh, you know, always always the pros with me. I don't know why it's done that. It doesn't normally do that. Okay, Just, well, we're in. I think we're going to be off the next one, but it's fine. Um, okay, so De Gea in goal, Trent Cancelo, Saiz, Laporte, Rafina, Salah, Gallagher, Mares, King, and uh, Ings. You've got to talk to me about why Danny Ings is in there. I couldn't understand yeah, so, that. Rest looks good. So you know me. I've always preferred Watkins, like because Watkins is the ninety-minute guy, right? I like. I, I love Watkins, but he doesn't have a safety net on this game, and like. I just feel like having Ings means if he doesn't play, I'll get Watkins, obviously, which is which is really, really good. Um, I might be swung to go back to Watkins just because I think Watkins is completely nailed if he's fit. Um, but, yeah, it's like, it's just the safety net element why I've got Ings basically over Watkins. Um, with the double potentially looming that we're talking about mm. this week, I think I definitely want some Villa. Um, Coutinho's... Good, really good price, but j- probably just as punty as Ings, I think, just because like, we're not sure he'll start both, or I, I don't think it's likely he starts both, to be honest. Um, the only thing going in their favour is there's obviously going to be an awful lot of time between game one and game two if it is a double game week. I think there's like best part of two weeks in between the two games, so in that sense, we shouldn't really be as worried about rotation. But mm. yeah, I like Ings, probably prefer Watkins, to be honest, but I had a bit of extra money, so I paid for a safety net, basically. Um, do you not think Ings would start both games then, or is it is it just that he's not as good, do you think? Or I think the, pro- the pros of Ings is that when he plays, he will be, you know, the main number nine, and, and that means Watkins is, is more than likely shifted out to the left. I can't see how he's going to try what Smith did and play them both kind of up front. So... I think you could make an argument that when they both play, kind of Ings is the best pick. I just think it's got a double game week coming up. I would not be surprised if Ings started one and missed the other. And I agree. All, all the all the stats indicate at the moment that that Watkins is, is the better is the better player. He was the best performing player in terms of XG, expecting goal involvement per minute under Smith, and he is again under Gerrard as well. So I know there's no safety net, but Watkins won't doesn't miss games. That's just not what he does. He, he always plays. So I think he's kind of the one player that you can get away with not having the safety net for. I think you've swayed me because I want to pick Watkins anyway. I've, I had him all last season. I've, I've had him on FPL already this season. I really love Ollie Watkins. So I think I think I'm I'm happy to be to switch that one. Um, the rest of it's pretty safe though, isn't it? I think obviously Mares has got the safety net of Foden. I think the double City D is really nice because they are the best defense in the league. So I think it's nice to have a good piece of that. And then with Sace, obviously he's at AFCON as well, but he's got the safety net of like every single Wolves defender. So I think that that should be all right as well, I think. Um, Sorry if you can hear some drilling that's going on outside my house. I think you can probably hear it, but I'm trying to mute it on the stream so they won't hear it. But yeah, having, my garden's getting done and they're, they're, they're crazy. But they're, they're playing all kinds of like music. They've gone from gangster rap to classical FM today. It's been quite exciting. Anyway, they're, like, they're like a mix. It's all good. Like, I'm they sure. do. Keeping it fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes some of the other players you've got here you've got your double city defence again Cancelo and Laporte just the one in I mean it's a pretty solid team this isn't it this is this isn't as exciting as the one that you you know you've done so well with this week with your three city defenders and and three United but this to me looks about as as solid a team as, as you can kind of put together right now 
Yeah, I think having Salah sort of forces you to be more solid in the other spots because you can't sort of take a punt by paying up on someone else, you know what I mean? So in the Gallagher slot, for example, I'd, I'd love to have Sterling. I don't know, it's like an absolute Man City punt. I know I've already got three City in this team, but as an example, like um, take Laporte out, put Sterling in, you know what I mean, and put an extra Wolves defender in or something, I don't know. Um, that would be like a way to make it more punty, I think. But having to pay the extra five million for Salah this week over Jota means that there's just there's just you just have to be more solid in the other spots, I think, when when your team's five million less spending this week effectively for game week twenty three. So could you have could yeah. you afford Gallagher to Coutinho if you did Ings to, to Watkins? Yeah, I could, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. So, um, Maybe that's a, a bit more exciting, especially given the the, the things going on. I think I will enter a um a second a late reg team, especially given that all my other teams are, <laughs> are doing poorly, and it's a bit of a you know a wild card, isn't it, to do so? Uh, so that could be that would give me five teams in this, all which are going to be terrible. It's a nice number though, isn't it? Five at least. It's like a nice solid like manageable. amount to have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think um yeah, Rafinha as we've talked about, prob like somewhat likely to have a double game week this week which I think is obviously why I've picked him I think he's just great anyway to be honest and then Josh King for the same reason basically yeah. so that rounds it off I think yep uh, and then your second team and you've got a lot of similar players so you've gone for Salah again in this one so is that kind of one of the tactics that you're thinking now if you're going to enter a late reg team or that you've, you've just got to have Salah in place because we think he's, he's probably going to be back 24 if not definitely 25 I think that's the way you get ahead of the others this week. Yeah, I think like that that's one way to have an advantage on people who are registered in 22 because they won't have Salah, a lot of them, like a large percentage of them won't have Salah. So if you've already got him, it saves you a transfer in 24 or 25 instantly, assuming everyone wants to sort of own Salah from that period onwards. Yeah. Um, it's, it's It might mean potentially you can bank all your transfers till... Till Liverpool blank, for example, in twenty-seven. Like, so you could you could go almost four or five weeks and have like five transfers by then if if everything goes well. So I think the fact that he's only missing one week now swings me towards wanting to own Salah. I think. Um, as for the differences here, I've gone for Foden over um, Mares in this one. Just I just think it doesn't make that much difference. So when Mares is back, I'll. I'm more likely to have Foden in this scenario than having him in the other scenario where I might actually end up with Mares, which is fine. Um, just something a bit different. Coutinho's in here, as you can see. So I have got that sort of double up we talked about as you as you would swappings for Watkins again in this one, I presume. But it's got Coutinho and Watkins at least. And then, yeah, I went for Sarr in goal over De Gea because I just think he probably is the best value goalkeeper this season. So, yeah, that's the only other thing I changed. Another, another well, nine saves he made against against Southampton. Like he's he's been that kind of steady player with Wolves keeping it tight. But when I saw nine saves made, I was like, wow, this really is a keeper that we need to kind of start considering now. I mean, you have got double Wolves though, and the fixtures do turn a bit for them. Yeah, I just, I just, I mean, to be honest, they haven't conceded more than one goal in a game for like months. I think literally, no. like, so I just think that. Their defence is largely like fixture-proof. It's going to be quite solid, I think. Um, I think they've got two toughies coming up in a row, but like I, I back them against most teams, to be honest. It, it should, I reckon you might feel that somewhat the same, right? Well, it's amazing. I'm just looking at their at their fixtures. They haven't conceded more than one goal. Since well, 11, I, game week 11, yeah, I think. It's, it's amazing. Game week 11 against Crystal Palace, but... 
I mean, they've only conceded more than one goal against Palace, Villa, Brentford, Brentford <laughs> and, and that's, that's it. it. And that's it. Amazing. This is what I mean. So they've already played everyone once. So I'll just back that defence now. I think I think we've got enough data to just show that that defence is going to be solid. And if you've got Saar making sort of, even if he makes four saves a week, that's still oh, like that is, I didn't, a real I didn't, boost. I didn't realise it was it was that impressive. That That is amazing. I mean, you know, 1-0 loss against City, 1-0 loss against Liverpool. They beat United 1-0, drew 0-0 with Chelsea. They lost 1-0 to United at the start of the season. I mean, it's incredible what he's done defensively there and, and no one really thought they were going to be a defensive team thought they were going to be really free-flowing and, and attacking and it's been the complete opposite yeah wow absolutely I, 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 yeah I've learned something today I, I knew their defensive stats were good but I didn't know they were that good I think they've you know what I keep saying Man City are the best defence in the league and I think they are but I think Wolves are second now genuinely mm-hmm. I think Wolves are the second best now because well, Chelsea have goals, goals conceded um, yeah, they're definitely in terms of goal conceded, I mm. think, but also like just as as a defence, I would want to pick. So obviously you've got Trent for the attacking returns. Um, Liverpool are obviously pretty good, but for value, I think Wolves are, are better defensively than, than Liverpool are now for the three mm. million saving. I think like I'd go Man City is the best value, then Wolves, then Liverpool, I think, is what yeah. I'd go. Which uh, is, to, I mean, according to the stats, um, over the last four... Wolves are seventh. So the stats indicate that there are, you know, City, Chelsea, Villa, Brighton, Tottenham, Arsenal are are better than them in terms of um, minutes per XG conceded non-penalty. So, you know, it's still good. I mean, seventh is still impressive, but, and they are ahead of Liverpool, like you mentioned, but they're not like, first, top is Arsenal, um, 154 minutes per expected goal conceded. Um, Over the season, Wolves are fifth. So it's City, Chelsea, then Brighton, and then Liverpool, and then Wolves. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. So, like, I think we've got to bear in mind. Obviously, Chelsea have tailed off massively, like mm. over the whole season. Like the last ten, the last seven weeks, let's say, have been completely different to like the 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 first fifteen weeks in terms of goals conceded. Anyway, um, also worth noting, like Wolves' last four games have been like United, Chelsea, Brighton away have been three of the four games, which those are all tough games in this league at the moment. So, um, yeah, I, I back Wolves completely, and I think like the fact that they're fifth over the season for this price because they're probably yeah. priced as like the 15th highest probably out of the defenses, but they're performing like the fifth highest. So, like, I think that's just like an indication of where the value is, to be honest. I think that's that's those are great stats, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, Brighton are posting good stats, but not keeping the clean sheets. That's the, that's the key thing. And Wolves are, and Wolves are doing both. Ah, wow. Yeah, and the, and the other thing with Brighton is, for the goalkeeper, it's really annoying because he doesn't make that many saves because no. you don't concede that many chances. So I'd, I'd much rather have Sarah over Sanchez all day, every day of the week, I think, for the And he's 4-5. And he's 4-5. Yeah. yeah, amazing. Yeah. Wow, didn't think we'd be waxing lyrical about Wolves defenders for five minutes of this of this video. Uh, Josh, I think we'll call it there. That is awesome. We've that is your suggestions for building a late Ridge team. I'm going to have a go at, at doing one now. I might make this one a bit different and and try and you know not make it so close to all my other ones, which are all doing terribly. Um, but yeah, good luck with uh, with everything. I know you're riding high in the in the main game. You must you must be looking at the top hundred and thinking you can you can you can hopefully get into that. Yeah, I think even up till last week, I was still looking at like first place, I think. Um, but all the Bruno captain has sort of pulled 20 or 30 further away, I think. So mm. I think it's like quite t- going to be quite tough to to try and win now. 
but definitely top 100 yeah i think that's um yeah very much what i'm going for i think very nice well we will be back in a couple of weeks obviously we've got the break um going forward but yeah final message is uh it looks like if we don't get any news about a double game week in the next few days and they do decide to drop one in josh is fairly confident pretty confident 70 percent confident that there will be a double game week anyway whereas that won't happen in FPL. so our advice is villa leeds watford maybe just rafinha, just rafinha for me he's my favorite by miles i love him so there you go. yeah there you go. they've got newcastle at home anyway so it's it's not a bad punt cap anyway so with the extra chance of a double game week, which would be absolutely perfect yeah. um it's worth noting that there's no guarantee there will be a double game week so like that's the, the the reason to be a bit hesitant on it but the fact that they've got newcastle at home in a week where the captaincy's wide open i think rafinha is great watkins has got everton that's great as well so take your pick really Awesome. Thanks, Josh. We'll speak again in a few weeks. Thanks, guys. Bye.